Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam, rasulillah. So the first dua that the author he gives us in this section pertaining to the duas that we say when we come up from the ruku' is Samiyallahu liman hamidah, Samiyallahu liman hamidahu. So this hadith is in Bukhari, one of the narrations from Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu, and the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, idha qal al-imam Samiyallahu liman hamidahu, when the Imam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that when the Imam, he says, Samiyallahu liman hamidahu, فَقُولُوا اللَّهُمَّ رَبَّنَا لَكَ الْحَمْدُ Then say these words, اللَّهُمَّ رَبَّنَا لَكَ الْحَمْدُ فَإِنَّهُ مَنْ وَافَقَ قَوْلُهُ قَوْلُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ For certainly the one whose statements coincide with the statement of the angels, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ دَنْبِهِ Then his or her previous sins will be forgiven. And as we said, this narration from Abu Harir radiallahu anhu is collected by the Imam of Hadith, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala. So the words we're looking at in this narration is Sami'allahu liman hamidahu Sami'allahu liman hamidahu Thaniyan sharhu mufradat al-hadithi The explanation of some of the words of the hadith Qawluhu Sami'allahu liman hamidahu Ay ajaba dua man hamidahu Meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers the dua of the one that is praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wa ma'na yasma'allahu lakum yastajib dua'akum and the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears you is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answers your du'as. Thaniyan, qawluhu liman hamidahu. So after looking at samiyallahu liman hamidahu, we look again at the word liman hamidahu. Alhamd huwa wasful mahmud bi sifat al-kamal ma'al mahabba wa ta'adheem. So what does hamd mean? That the one who praises Allah answer, Allah answers the calls to the one who praises Allah. We've taken hamd many times. And just again to add to what we've taken before, Alhamdulillah huwa wasful mahmud. Hamd is to describe the one who is being praised, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bi-sifatil kamal, with complete and perfect attributes, ma'an mahabba, whilst having love of Allah azawajal, and ta'zim, and magnification and glorification and awe of Allah's majesty. So as we know, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is an important etiquette that we are supposed to say before we make dua to Allah As the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in some narrations when he heard a man making dua, he said, Oh you, before you make dua, then send peace and blessings upon Allah upon the Prophet ﷺ, praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then make your dua. Because it's not from the etiquettes that the person straight away jumps into making dua without having first groveled to Allah, begged to Allah through his names and his attributes, like people do in the world, right? When you go to somebody of status and somebody of power, etc., people before asking something from that person, they grovel to them, they praise them, and Allah is the most deserving in praise because he's the one that truly owns all praise. <clears throat> in the hadith, it was mentioned, whoever's Statement coincides with the statements of the angels. This is pertaining to when the person says Amin in the Salah, praying in Jama'ah, praying in congregation. The Imam says Amin, and then the person also says Amin. Man wafaqa ta'minuhu ta'minul malaika, meaning wafaqahum fi waqti ta'min. That this person's statement it coincides with the timing and the statement of the angels. So the person gives says Amin when the angels are also saying Amin. This is the correct understanding. The Imam Qadi Al Ayyad he said, 
He gave a statement saying that the meaning of this is that the person's da'min, the person's amin, coincides with the angels in terms of how the person is saying it. That the person not only says it in the same way that the angels are saying it, but also in terms of he has submission like the angels have submission and he has sincerity like the angels they have sincerity and this is a key and important point which is that when we make dhikr or dua that have these amazing huge rewards they're not like magic pills that we take this pill and all of a sudden our sins are going to be forgiven and removed or we're going to be raised in amazing ranks that doesn't just happen out of the blue Rather, what it means is that when you say these du'as and these dhikr, you say them with a conscious mind. You say them with deep reflection. And you say them whilst trying to live upon the dictates and the meanings of these dhikr. Not that you are somebody who is continually sinful, and then you say these dhikr thinking that it's going to remove from you all of your sins. It doesn't work like that. Rather, you say it with you know, a conscious mind, reflecting upon the meanings, and trying your best to implement the meanings in your day-to-day life. That is the true meaning. Thirdly, what we benefit from the hadith. That this dhikr, hamida, it is said whilst the person is raising up from the ruku. So it's not said before you raise up or after it. So it's like the takbiratul intiqal. Takbiratul intiqal are the takbirs that we say when we move from position to position. <clears throat> so whenever you say takbir, moving from one position to the next position and you're saying the takbir, you don't make the takbir at the beginning of the movement, nor do you make it at the end of the movement. Rather, you make the takbir as you are moving between the two positions. Likewise here, you say as you are moving through the two positions. So many of the imams who lead the Muslims in prayer, they make a mistake. When they go into sujood, for example, and they make the takbir, what they do is they make the takbir when they get to the sujood position. And the reasoning they say is that we are afraid that the people behind us, as soon as they hear the takbir, we're afraid that they're going to prostrate before us. This is an incorrect understanding. Rather, if the people make a mistake, it doesn't mean that you then should change the sunnah and make another mistake. Rather, the sunnah is the legislated way is of saying the takbir in the prayer is that you say it whilst moving from position to position and likewise sami allahu liman hamida hadha dhikr yaqulu al-musalli idha kana imaman so this dhikr sami allahu liman hamida you say it if you are the imam aw kana yusalli munfaridan or you are praying by yourself amma al-ma'mum as for the ma'mum the one who is following the imam then that person will say Rabbana walakil hamd as we will take in the coming dhikr. The person says Rabbana walakil hamd. Yusannu inda qawla hadha dhikr rafal yadayn hadul mankabayn. It's recommended in sunnah when saying sami Allah liman hamida that the person raises their hands up to the mankibayn, up to the shoulders or up to the earlobes or between them. These are all three narrations that are narrated and the best of them is to do between the, sh- the shoulders and the earlobes. Allah knows best. So you raise your hands like you would raise for the opening takbir. And also we benefit and we should ponder with this dhikr that Allah listens to the one and responds to the one that is praising him. 
or praises Allah that Allah's hearing is perfect and nothing escapes Allah's hearing. So this should bring about an awareness in us and a shyness in us that we are careful to speak only good and to do only good. How shy we would be if we were speaking bad speech and somebody of honour or standing in our community or even our parents was in the same room as us listening to our bad speech, we will feel really embarrassed. How would we feel if the Prophet ﷺ was in the same room as us while we were speaking bad speech? We'd feel totally embarrassed. Then how about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is more majestic and more rightful of us to have shame in what we are saying in front of him. And Allah is with us completely in terms of his power, his knowledge and his ability to reach us. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is there not in his being but in his knowledge. And from his knowledge that is that he hears us completely what we are saying. So we should have shyness when we speak and we should try to only speak good and listen to only that which is good. The next uh, dhikr that the author he brings for us in this book, Hassan al-Muslim, may Allah have mercy upon his soul, Shaykh al-Kahtani, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, رَبَّنَا وَلَكِ الْحَمْدِ حَمْدٍ كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا بَارَكًا فِيهِ This is the dhikr that we're going to look at now. رَبَّنَا وَلَكِ الْحَمْدِ حَمْدٍ كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا مُبَارَكًا فِيهِ أَشَرْحُ لَفْطُ الْحَدِيثِ Okay, this hadith, the narration that we're going to look at is in Bukhari from Rafi' ibn Rafi' al-Zuraqi al-Zuraqi radiyallahu anhu قال كنا يوما نصلي وراء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم One day we were praying behind the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم says this companion فلما رفع رأسه من الرقعة قال So when the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم raised his head from the ruku he said سمي الله لمن حمده as we took قَالَ الرَّجُلُ وَرَاءَهُ A person said, from be, who was praying behind him, رَبَّنَا وَلَكِ الْحَمْدِ حَمْدًا كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا مُبَارَكًا فِيهِ The words that we're going to study now. فَلَمَّا صَرَفَ So when this person left, or when the Prophet ﷺ finished from his prayer, rather, the meaning of these words, قَالَ مَنِ الْمُتَكَلِّمِ The Prophet ﷺ said, who is the one that was speaking? قَالَ أَنَا The person said, me, O Prophet of Allah. The Prophet said, رَأَيْتُ بِضْعَةً وَثَلَاثِينَ مَلَكًا I saw between uh, 30 or so, between 30 or so angels, يَبْتَدِرُونَهَا أَيُّهُمْ يَكْتُبُهَا أَوَّلُ I saw 30 or so angels racing towards that good deed that you did. Which one of them would be the first to write it down? وَهَذَا لَفْتُ الْبُخَارِي And this is the uh, collection, the hadith collected the narration collected by Imam al-Bakhari. May Allah have mercy upon him. Sharh al-Mufradat al-Hadithi. Explaining the words of the Hadith. Qawluhu Rabbana walaka al-hamd. Rabbana walaka al-hamd. Waqad jaat al-Hadithu sahihah bi ithbat al-waw wa bi hadfiha. So this narration, this part of the narration, Rabbana walaka al-hamd. The authentic narrations have come with the waw and without the waw. So you can say Rabbana laka al-hamd. Or you could say, Rabbana wa lakal hamd. These are two ways of saying it. Also, there's a third and fourth way. You can add Allahumma to it. So you could say, Allahumma Rabbana wa lakal hamd. Or you could say, Allahumma Rabbana lakal hamd. So in any case, you could say this with the wow or without the wow. وَكِلَاهُمَا جَاءَتْ بِهِ رِوَايَاتٍ كَثِيرَةٍ وَالْمُخْتَارَ أَنَّهُ عَلَى وَجْهِ الْجَوَازِ And Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, explaining this, he says that there's many narrations proving that 
the different ways of saying them are authentic and the person is allowed to choose whichever of them he so wishes and there is no proving that one is better to be said than the other so all of them are permissible these four ways that we mentioned and it's good to say them in different ways at different times why because this keeps you engaged with your dhikr as we've mentioned before it gives you nashat uh, it stops you from malal it stops you from being bored of saying one th- the one way all of the time the same time the same dhikr all of the time would make you slightly bored so if you say it in different ways it keeps you engaged with the dhikr and it gives you that energy so rabbana walakal hamd hamdan kathira so rabbana walakal hamd our Lord to you is all praise. To you belongs all praise. Rabbana walakil hamd. Our Lord to you belongs all praise. Hamdan kathira. Ay la hasara lahu wala adad. Meaning that hamdan kathiran, much praise. There is no restriction to the amount of praise which you are deserving of. It cannot be restricted. It cannot be quantified. It's unquantifiable. لِأَنَّ اللَّهُ وَالْمُسْتَحِقُ لِلْمُحَامِدْ كُلَّهَا because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is deserving of all praise and all types of praise qawluhu tayyiban hamdan kathiran tayyiban ay hamdan la naqsa fihi wa la aib a praise wherein there is no deficiency in it or no blemishes li'anna Allah tayyibun fi asma'ihi wa sifatihi wa af'alihi because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pure in his names his attributes and his actions wa qala al-ayniyu rahimahullah ta'ala the great scholar he said طيباً, and the meaning of tayyiban khalisan and he pure salihan good aw nadifan min or uh, pure and clean from showing off in any case tayyiban means pure hamdan kathiran tayyiban lots of praise never ending and pure Mubarakan fihi and the next word Mubarakan fihi ay daiman mutawasilan Mubarakan fihi meaning always so Mubarakan comes from the word Baraka and as we know Baraka linguistically comes from the word one of its meaning is Birka a large pool of water so that large pool of water is present for a long period of time and it gives lots and lots of benefit likewise is the meaning of Baraka Baraka is something which is abundant gives abundant benefits and lasts for a long time so this hamd, which is mubarak and fi a daiman mutawasilan, always happening and continual. Because all good which we find in this life and the next is from the effects of the barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the barakah of praising Allah. The scholar al Azim al Abadiyu rahimullah, may Allah have mercy upon him, he said, Hamdan da barakatin. We praise Allah. A praising which is full of barakah, full of blessings. We always praise him, a praising that never stops. Why? Because his favors and blessings never stop descending upon us. They were continually descending upon us. So it's imperative also that our praise for these blessings and our praise to Allah for being perfect and majestic is also never ending and never stops and in the hadith he said when the Prophet mentioned that he saw 30 or so angels racing towards this good deed 
البيض is that which is between three to seven في الأشهر in the most uh, in the most famous of um, explanations وقال أبو عبيدة and Abu Abayda, he said, ما بين ثلاثة إلى خمس, that which is between three to five. وقيل غير ذلك. And other than that was said. And this was quoted by Ibn Rajab in his Fatuh al-Bari. May Allah have mercy upon him. ثالثا, ما يستفاد من الحديث. What do we benefit from the hadith? Some benefits that we can take. على المعموم أن يبادر إلى قوله. ربنا ولك الحمد. It's upon the one who is listening, upon the one who is following the Imam. After the Imam, he says, سمي الله لمن حمدا. That we should rush to say Rabbana walakil hamd Aqiba tasmi' al-imam After the imam has said Sami Allah liman hamida Why? Because in the hadith It was mentioned فَقَالَ رَجُلْ وَرَاءَهُ فَ So a man said Behind the Prophet Sallallahu And this fa is known as fa At-ta'qib fa li-ta'qib That this fa It gives the indication That the action of the man Took place straight away so the man straight away after hearing the Imam saying Sami Allah al hamida hearing the Prophet saying Sami Allah al hamida he raised the head and he said Rabbana walakil hamd hamdan kathiran tayyiban barakan fi So we say it straight away after hearing the Imam if you want to say it. Also we look and we benefit in the hadith in the narration Musabaqatul malaika wa manafasatihim fil khayr that how the angels they compete and race one another to do good, right? And wa mahabbatuhum li ahlihi and how much they love the people that do good. The angels, they're always looking to write down good deeds because this pleases them. They were created to worship Allah. They only know to worship Allah. And it brings them great harm and disdain and it hurts them when they see Allah being displeased. Like it hurts the true believer. The true believer's heart breaks and shatters when he sees Allah being displeased openly. So imagine the angels, how much they are displeased when they see Allah being disobeyed openly. Are we from those that please the angels? Are we from those that are harming the angels? Think about it. The angels are with us. Do we force them to see and to look upon evil deeds that are shameful, that we wouldn't do in front of other creation, yet we do it in front of the angels? May Allah protect us. So we have to be very careful not to do these kind of things in front of the angels, let alone in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Fourthly, خصوصيةٌ النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم meaning, um, خصوصيه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم being peculiar to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم only for the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was able to see these angels دون من معهم من الصحابة and the, those who were surrounding him from amongst the companions they couldn't see the angels however it was the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that could see the angels however this is not unrestricted the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم cannot unrestrictedly see the unseen the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم can only see that from the unseen which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him because the unseen it belongs to Allah as wajal and the Prophet sallallahu is a human being as the Prophet sallallahu said in many places say that I am only certainly a human being like you are though he has the honor of being the best of creation and the one that was loved by Allah as wajal and the one that received the final revelation and many other special characteristics however he still remained a human being so he couldn't see the unseen unrestrictedly. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Jinn, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowing of the unseen and his unseen is not shown to anybody else. But then Allah makes an exception. He says, Except for the one that Allah is pleased from amongst his messengers. 
ليعلم أن قد أبلغوا رسالة ربهم وأحاط بما لديهم وأحصل كل شيء عددا that the Prophet وسلم and other messengers they are given sometimes from the unseen as a way of helping them and establishing them and furthering their cause of spreading their da'wah right so it's not unrestricted and inshallah this is what we have to say on these adhkar anything which was correct was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I pray that we can go back and listen once again and reflect upon the meanings and truly be from those who praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our situations in life as much as we are able to do so because when we truly praise Allah deeply and consciously it brings about a joy and it brings about benefits which are uh, unmeasurable so we should be from those that praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala often and learn how to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu bin Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa anything which was correct was from Allah azza wa jal the mistakes and shortcomings were from myself and shaitan inshallah see you next time around inshallah assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh